You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuhu. Alhamdulillahi wa kafa. Wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadi al-lazheen astafa. Wa ba'd. So our esteemed listeners, welcome to this segment of Medical Files right here on Marcus Sahaba. Voice of the Ahlu Sunnah. We welcome you to this special segment as we are just 13 days away from the blessed month of Ramadan, the month that is a gift of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the month that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to say, وَبَلِّغْنَا Ramadan, that Allah make us of those people that will be alive to witness and be alive to participate in the glorious month of Ramadan. So inshallah that we will be discussing that beneficial tips and uh, what people can do in this upcoming Ramadan so that they can derive optimal benefit and uh, be in a good health as well instead of uh, be, uh, being on the opposite side, opposite side of uh, the field and opposite side of the track where they will be suffering from discomfort and other types of ailments. You know, So there are certain things that we can do and that's why we have on our show tonight and we are fortunate, mashallah, Someone who is no stranger to the airwaves of Marcus Sahaba, voice of the Ahlu Sunnah, a person that used to share the platform with the late Shafat, rahimullahu ta'ala, and Shafat had a lot of love for him. And it's none other than our own Yusuf Mali here from Cape Town. So uh, bringing to you people tonight some flavor from Cape Town. Yusuf, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh, and welcome to Medical Files right here on Marcus Sahaba. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah bi kulli hal. Shukr for the opportunity. Shukr for thinking and remembering me, subhanallah. And yes, uh, subhanallah, we, uh, we we make dua for our beloved brother, rahmat, uh, the Shafat, rahmatullahi alayk, a wonderful icon that he was. He was a real blessing for all um, uh, networks that he was on. Alhamdulillah. And uh, he surely missed and surely loved. Allah make it easy for his family, inshallah, and grant him the highest vote of Jannah, inshallah. Amen. Allahumma amin. Yes, we do remember him. He's always in our du'as. And the people are still uh, continuing to pour in tributes and sending messages of condolences to him and uh, to his family. It is he that put us in the spotlight. And uh, this was his segment. And what wonderful work he did. So may Allah grant him jazai khair for all his efforts in the year after Allahumma Amin. Yusuf, yes, so uh, 13 days uh, left for Ramadan. I'm sure there's many, many people out there from the Muslim Ummah that's excited uh, because they see an opportunity for some spiritual upliftment, spiritual enhancement. And uh, that is by, uh, you know, uh, fulfilling uh, the commandment of fasting as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordained and commanded. So the spiritual uh, essence and the spiritual side of a human being is particularly a muslim that is only one aspect of a fasting there's also the medical side the health side and uh, all these other things uh, that needs to be discussed and addressed as well and uh, this needs to be done uh, prior to ramadan you know so it is sort of prep time if you want to call it uh, the month of Shaban, spiritual prep time and then physical prep time also so that we'll be discussing and sharing ideas with our listeners today uh, here on Marcus Sahaba in this particular segment I thought that if we discuss it in advance inshallah then uh, people can uh, take uh, the benefit and the advice that's given on uh, this uh, episode and uh, they can implement it in uh, their life to enhance the Ramadan. So yes, people, that is what me and Yusuf will be discussing uh, today. So we'll start right. Uh, we'll get into the things, uh, the thick of things, and we'll start uh, right on point, Yusuf. That uh, how do we as Muslims prepare physically for the month of Ramadan? I mean, that uh, we will of course be in, in indulging in certain things. And, uh, you know, some of us suffer from comorbidities that we'll discuss later on in the show. And, of course, there is the factor that uh, we want to replace whatever we have missed out during the day, certain foods, nutrients, etc. Uh, and that can have a negative impact on the body or depending on what you put in your body, it can have a positive impact as well. So let's start with that, inshallah. Gee, the platform is yours. 
Jazakallah, shukr for that. Um, uh, Mufti, uh, subhanAllah, uh, may it be a beautiful Ramadan for each and every one, inshallah. May Allah guide us and protect us in this understanding, inshallah. That's why we understand Ramadan is more than just a spiritual upliftment, but it's a full holistic body upliftment because this is something the body needs. The body needs that starvation. It needs that kind of opportunity that the body can actually start rectifying and cleansing itself through the purpose of fast. And subhanAllah, today medical science uh, are claiming it to be a phenomenon that uh, they have uh, came across and they advise people to do this. And this is something that is uh, um, uh, revolutionary at the moment. But subhanAllah, it's over a thousand four hundred <laughs> years old. And uh, uh, today medical science want to say, ah, we did it, subhanAllah, you came late to the party, but alhamdulillah, you're there. But you must learn a lot more because subhanAllah, it's more than just salvation. It's more than just the fasting. It's that opportunity to give the body what it really needs and what it deserves. And that's where we go back to basics. And a lot of people don't understand the basics of feeding the body. People look at the luxuries and, you know, when it comes to Ramadan, yes. we all focus on the luxuries. I want to have the pies and some worse, the dalchis. SubhanAllah, that is not the basics. That is actually the luxuries that's actually the problem. And that's why we need to get to our understanding what is halal to the body and what is not. And that uh, people like uh, Yusuf, why do you make that statement halal? You say, well, something that is that actually destroys the body, something that harms the body, that causes comorbidities is actually haram. You can't put that in your body. Yeah. But literally, we have created uh, networks, we have created franchises of these kind of um, uh, eating uh, uh, incorrectly because uh, that's what people like they want to indulge in you know the quick food the fast food because yes. it's something nice but literally it doesn't serve its purpose and that's the issue that we need to first highlight for especially coming to uh, going towards ramadan because it's all cleansing like i said it's holistic cleansing and when we understand but okay if pies and samosas isn't shouldn't be on the agenda what what then what should we do uh, because first we look at Pies and samosas, it, uh, um, uh, it is trans fats. It's fats that the body cannot break down. So what happens is that that fat then stays in the body and then be, uh, and decay and rot away and become comorbidities. And now our body tries to get rid of it. So you start having either boils, uh, either skin irritations and skin disease, and then develops further up to even cancer. So subhanAllah, oh. if that's the case, what do we do? What can we do? Subhanallah, as I said, uh, it's so basic, it's so beautiful. Our, if we follow the Nabi Sallallahu recommendation, which is the Sunnah, we follow the dates, uh, the pomegranate, the ajwa, the fig, the olive, we understand that all these are uh, mentioned in the Quran and uh, Sunnah for a reason. Uh, uh, why had the Nabi Sallallahu used fenugreek uh, tea? Why did he make the, um, uh, the various types of, uh, uh, focused on black tea and looked at uh, tea without uh, without sugar without honey these purposes there's reasons for this and once we start embracing this and then we say alhamdulillah we're fulfilling more than just a healthy diet but we're fulfilling a sunnah as well wow that's amazing so we get double the reward if we eat wrong we're destroying our body if we eat wrong we are hurting our body and we're not getting rewarded for it we are actually being punished later in life 50 years later we feel see we got all these uh, co uh, uh, comorbidities that we can't cope with because it's so bad i've got gout i've got uh, um, uh, severe conditions Subhanallah, it's all about where it starts from, the, all the sweet things, too much sweet things. Those are things that we need to like look what is good, what is not. So going leading up to Ramadan, this is things that we need to really uh, start in focusing and implementing in our lives. It's not to say we must stay away completely from samosas and pies. No, but the thing is, we make it a duty mm -hmm. that uh, be a staple meal for the entire month. And that is wrong. If we look at maybe every second day, every third day, and look at uh, healthier options in between, focus, and, but we don't eat much. Uh, we don't have heavy foods. We, uh, we have, what's the name, just our uh, 
uh, delicacy and, and, and that's it and, we, and, and that's, that's okay for the day. Subhanallah. Then look at the healthy delicacies. There is so many things that we can make that is more healthy than the pies and samosas, which is the quick option. And that is what we must also focus on. Uh, yes, I, I, you know, beautifully said, mashallah. You've mentioned uh, that uh, holistic treatment, that the Ramadan fasting is a, a form of holistic treatment for the body. So basically the body needs to detox uh, for 11 months. We've been putting in food. Uh, we, we, we feed our bodies with carbs. We feed our bodies with the GM products and so many other things. You've mentioned trans fatty acids, which is, of course, uh, very, very dangerous. It poisons our cells. It uh, causes a weight gain and all these other things, you know, that uh, affects the body uh, towards uh, the later uh, stage of a person's life when all these comorbidities starts uh, popping up, diabetes, hypertension, etc. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has basically then gifted us fasting as a means of uh, detoxing the physical body, getting rid of all the toxins and the free radicals that's roaming around inside the body, uh, getting rid of all of, of that, you know, and then also reducing a person's intake of food. So that is to stabilize uh, and uh, neutralize the body inside. So that is uh, from a holistic uh, perspective. Then uh, when you look at it from, uh, you've mentioned now, samosas, pies, bajiyas, and all these other things. So different communities, they have a different approach to Ramadan. So like in the Indian communities, you'll find halim being a staple uh, thing uh, at uh, some tables during the month of Ramadan, which is basically a broth. Uh, that uh, consists of various different types of dal mixed with wheat, etc. That is uh, cooked until it's fine. And uh, that is uh, a healthy alternative as long as it is not doused with uh, liters of ghee, uh, you know, clarified butter. And then uh, samosas and pies and all these other things. And that is what people opt. Yusuf, uh, I mean, myself also, we grew up like this. That Those are the first things that we take. Uh, when we see uh, the plate in, uh, in front of us or the platters in front of us, then uh, we opt for that. And that was not the practice of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. because, uh, you know, for a normal human being like me, when you've abstained the entire day from uh, food and drink, there's no carbs going into your body, no water, no sugar, nothing. And the first thing you put in your body is something that has trans fatty acids uh, and your body needs to digest that. On an empty stomach, it, of course, it will hurt your stomach lining. But uh, then uh, whatever is absorbed from there will also go into your blood system. So uh, w- what should people do? You said now occasionally to eat it is okay. So uh, the best thing would then be to revert back to the sunnah of Rasulullah which was dates and in the absence of dates, uh, a sip of water, because uh, that is to, to re-kickstart uh, the metabolism of the body. G. Yes, subhanAllah. Yes, the Mufti, you're so correct. Uh, you see, our body is made out of 70% water, and that water that needs to constantly be cleansed. Now, that 70% water is concentrated in our system. Now, when we eat all the wrong food, we create toxicity in that water, and that water becomes toxic to our body. So it needs to be flushed out, and the only way to flush it out is to drink sufficient and enough abundant water uh, looking at uh, two and a half liters this is what recommended um uh, to recommend between two and a half to three liters of water that's good uh, to help especially in the month of ramadan because rehydration is very important because that's a mechanism and that is uh, literally the platform our body uses to get rid of various diseases is water so if we focus on uh, improving and looking at hydrating ourselves with water Excellent. But many of us have this idea now, but we, we like water with a little taste to it, like Coke and uh, various beverages and subhanAllah, wrong, incorrect, get rid of all those beverages, those cool drinks is a haram, uh, especially in the month of Ramadan. But uh, I mean, uh, once in a while you want to indulge, subhanAllah, um, we must realize that there's so much sugar, so much negativity that's poured into a beverage that we need to uh, look at it and say, this is not safe for me. This is not halal for my body. I need to be uh, purify my body from stuff that can hurt it and damage it. 
So if I'm going to be using and taking beverages and uh, the different types of beverages, let alone the sports drinks and the, the various different kind of drinks that are available currently for those who are looking for that energy, extra energy, subhanAllah, and it creates that negativity in our system. Uh, I do, I do uh, say that once in a while, it isn't a problem. But uh, when it comes to Ramadan, don't try and put all those negativities in the body. Get away from it. Like when, from when I was already young, I'm talking about teenager, people used to offer me cold drinks. I said, no, I don't drink that. Uh, people used to uh, offer me uh, uh, various juices. I said, no, unless it's fresh, I cannot touch. They look at me, look at these strange family members and right up to uh, Kim, they were like, Yusuf, what do you drink? What do you eat? I see water and occasionally milk and the and so uh, and it, it must be correct. So if we look at the diet is very important. Even mm. the water that we're drinking is also very important mm. because our water that we're drinking from the taps are also contaminated. So we need to look at spring water, yes. natural water that comes from the spring. Subhanallah, yeah, in Cape Town we are blessed. We have newlands. We have so many different uh, springs and wells that we can go to, and it's free. And literally, Subhanallah, we say shukr for Allah for that for that beauty and bounty of that. So uh, using that water, it has the right type of uh, um, uh, uh, probiotics and biotics to help our body fight off infection. So that alone, the water in itself is a blessing. It's not filtered. It's not clean from all the uh, healthy uh, uh, free radicals that our body needs. You, our body needs radicals and free radicals so that our body can uh, provide the right type of antibiotics in ourselves. You must understand our body is its own hospital. Oh. Our body is its own doctor. Our body is its own engineer. Allah designed it. Allah designed and didn't say, I leave you in a wasteland. You will die as soon as you eat anything. SubhanAllah. Allah has designed a unique uh, uh, bio suit that has the capability of refreshing and cleaning and detoxing and uh, uh, healing itself. All it just needs is the right, in, uh, uh, right understanding or the right up of ingredients. And that's why ingredients is very important. So now when we go, go back to, as you mentioned, that uh, uh, the type of food, looking at uh, um, uh, the pies, the samosas. Uh, you see, I'm not so, such a much uh, of a wheat person. Yes. Um, uh, look at the alternative grounded flour, or should I say... Gluten-free. Uh, a mushroom flour is uh, regarded in uh, the East as uh, the, the, the best alternative to fight diseases. Subhanallah. Yes. So if you're looking at mushrooms and it's being grounded to the point where it's used for making the samosas, the pies and that, it is a healthy dish. Subhanallah. It's expensive, but it's a very, very, very healthy dish because it has the fungal, fungal antifungal properties and antibacterial properties to fight diseases. So subhanallah, whereas the wheat that we are using currently is grounded to the point where it has the GMOs in it that actually destroys and hurts us. So we have to look at the alternatives and look at uh, what uh, is available, looking at the Middle Eastern dishes, looking at from the couscous right up to uh, the type of, uh, as you mentioned, the ghee. So uh, the ghee is also good, but too much is not good. Oh. So everything is, should be in its limitations. And that, is, uh, that goes for all types of food that we are having, except when it comes down to water, there is a limitation but drink abundant because your body needs to flush out and clean out. You'll see people who have boils and cysts and all that over their body. And you look at the diet, they don't drink a lot of water. You see people that have the, the various different skin diseases and all that. They, are, um, they don't perspire. The, oh. So their body uh, uh, retains that perspiration and it becomes part of the lymphatic system. Now, our lymphatic system is our drainage system. That's the system that gets rid of all the toxins in dirt. Oh. That creates the odors that you have under your arm. So now water is necessary to flush out that drainage system. Our lymphatic system needs to be drained. It needs to be cleansed and detox. If it's not, then we can create even up to lymph, lymphoma, which is a cancer that's stuck inside the lymphatic system. So may Allah guide us and protect us, inshallah. I mean, uh, I mean, you know, mashallah, you're speaking about water. Uh, when I did uh, my BMI, so they found that uh, I have 53% 50, 
percentage of my body is uh, retaining water. So to get rid of that water, they actually made me drink four liters water a day. So I thought uh, to get rid of water, a person needs to be uh, to feel uh, hydrated, you know, or or to get to a point uh, where you just drink less water. And then uh, the dietitian told me, no, it's the opposite, that you actually need to increase your intake of water to expel the excess water that's in your body, uh, which is detrimental to your health, you know, that could lead to you eventually ending up having to take a diuretic in the morning. And I wanted to avoid that, so I had to up and increase my intake of water. So water gets rid of water. Uh, I think that uh, many people, because they feel thirsty uh, during iftar time, and they feel that uh, that uh, they are dehydrated, then they opt for something extremely cold like fizzy drinks. And uh, because of whatever is in there, the different types of acids and the high content of refined sugar, which is also poisonous and dangerous and uh, injurious to a person's health, uh, in a normal glass you'll find like six to eight teaspoons of, uh, of sugar alone. On a, on a can of cool drink. So people will opt for that. They'll opt for cola. They'll opt for this because to quench their, their, uh, their, 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 their uh, symptoms of, uh, of dehydration nice. instead of opting for something that is room temperature, for example, you should, like a glass of water that has been standing there or zamzam water or, or, you know, in Cape Town, you can't even drink tap water because uh, the city said that people need to boil it. So uh, I think uh, people are addicted to these things and the body craves for that during the month of Ramadan, the month of abstinence. So that's why they are opting for that. Uh, your thoughts on that? Yes, subhanAllah. There's quite a few points where I can actually uh, talk about, subhanAllah. When you look at uh, the type of water, it's very important, uh, as you mentioned, uh, the, the, the temperature of the water. Um, you see, our body's uh, temperature is 36 to 37 degrees. That is where it should be. Now, when our body takes anything that is colder than that room temperature water, it actually causes a spike in our system. Uh, we don't realize that, that mm. our heart has to pump more in order to heat up our body because our core has been uh temperature has been uh dropped by the, uh, the liquids that we put in our body so when we drink uh, uh cold drinks that's already five degrees or even even less uh sometimes when we look at ice blocks and uh, we take it what happens is it causes a spike and causes a uh, stress on our heart because it needs to now warm up our system so that it can uh, um, uh, uh, be operating at optimum. That's why we must always realize drinking anything cold constricts. Mm. Drinking stuff that is warm expands. It, uh, it allows our system to flow better. So people who are having problems with bowel movement, they will see that in the month of Ramadan, they, they don't go to bowel. They don't bowel a lot because they drink too much cold stuff. If they uh, have good bowels in the month of Ramadan, that's good because they're, they're eating healthy and they also have a, uh, a eating warm uh, warm water or uh, warm water with, uh, I do recommend rooibos the, the most because uh, even though it's not a sunnah, rooibos is extremely good uh, uh, South African product and alhamdulillah um, it's part of what I recommend to those who are suffering from various diseases because it helps clean out the kidneys and help flush out the liver. It is the, those two organs that is very important to help with healthy blood production and help with uh, re uh, removing a lot of toxicity out of the body. If you uh, uh, improve the, those two organs' health, alhamdulillah, automatically the body becomes more healthy. So it's very important to look at the, t the temperature, which I do recommend warm to 36 degrees or 37 degrees or warmer uh, but uh, wait till it's a bit cool till you can uh, start uh, imbibing it um, don't uh, drink too hot that's also uh, bad for the body because you'll be scalding the body inside and burning and uh, destroying a lot of uh, good bacteria that's in our system because our body is made out of good and bad bacteria and uh, that's why uh, our system is designed to uh, flourish on uh, the type of uh, um, stimulation, which is either bacterial or viral. All these components, our body's designed to fight it. Our bodies are designed to understand it and learn from it and learn to counteract it. And that's so unique about our body, alhamdulillah. So that's one point. Other point you mentioned also drinking the zamzam. Yes, zamzam is, oh, mashallah, it is uh, the, the blessing from Allah. 
but we must also realize we're not living in a desert. We are living in an uh, area where there's abundant of water and abundant. Now, uh, Zam Zam has been, de- uh, Allah designed it for a person to become full uh, in an area where it's arid, where the oh. water is uh, limited. So the water is designed for that area. So when we bring that here and we and we drink too much Zam Zam in South Africa, what happens is we, call, we create constipation because our body doesn't want to get rid and, uh, uh, um, of the water because it's so beneficial. Yeah. It's so nourishing to the body. The body retains it. And that causes constipation. And people can become constipated for weeks and sometimes even a month because just drinking too much Zam Zam. So it's very important that we drink, uh, um, uh, we drink, uh, I would say a few sips, not glasses and cups and jugs of Zam Zam is not, in, uh, is not for us here in South Africa. If we're in Mecca, it's different because they will perspire because of the heat and because of the, um, the, the taxing arid desert and uh, environment uh, that is designed for that. So subhanAllah, I'll, I'll guide us on that. Then uh, you're looking at uh, the other aspects of what type of uh, uh, drinks or cool drinks. No, I, I stay away from cool drinks oh. and, uh, and juices and all that because of the added sugars. What you can do is make your own, make tea. Um, uh, you can make your chrysanthemum tea. Um, you can uh, use uh, the nettle tea. Uh, you can make a variety of teas that are available. That's all healthy, all natural. And you can, uh, if you want to, uh, uh, pour that into an ice, uh, ice block container, put it in a deep freeze, and then uh, when you tea is too hot, add a, a block of that to your tea, to, uh, to your, to your tea, you will see amazing results. SubhanAllah. That uh, burst of energy, burst of uh, uh, coloration in your, uh, 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 that you have in your, uh, um, uh, during your consumption, SubhanAllah, you'll feel wonderful uh, doing that. There's also other things that we can do, especially in the month of Ramadan, when it comes to that, uh, the water um, uh, 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 that if you add a little bit of uh, um, uh, uh, from your lemon juice, uh, I do recommend fresh lemon, not the lemon juice that you buy from the shop, fresh lemon, uh, looking at some grapefruit fresh grapefruit, uh, putting that in. What it does, uh, uh, if you add those two into your water, it helps your body with bowel movement. And people who are struggling with bowel movement will see improvement by drink it warm, not cold. And that's the recommendation. I do recommend it highly. Gee, yes, you know, you bring it about and across various different and important points. And, and one particular point that I've seen, uh, many people suffer suffer during the month of Ramadan is uh, that of throat infection or tonsillitis, which could be directly linked to drinking extremely cold beverages at the time of iftar. And then uh, what I've also observed is that people don't take sips. So they will literally be gulping it down, you know, uh, 500, no, one shot. Now the body's temperature, it increases because there's no food in the stomach. Uh, the, the gut, the entire gut, the digestive tract is empty. And uh, now the first thing you do is you open up a, a cola, a soda or some ice water and you're drinking literally to replenish all the fluids that you've lost during the day. You end up drinking 500 ml to a liter, one shot on an empty stomach and then two three days after that you'll be suffering from throat infection. You'll have a sore throat or you'll have tonsillitis uh, which could have been the, the direct result of a uh, of uh, breaking a fast with a cold, extremely cold stuff, whereas a person could have opted for something uh, that's, uh, uh, you know, uh, at least, uh, like we said earlier, room temperature, or a hot beverage, you mentioned uh, nettle tea and uh, rooibos tea, and people, they don't know that the rooibos is also very good, it contains a lot of antioxidants that is uh, responsible for expelling free radicals uh, from our bodies as well, and then it is also caffeine-free for those people who cannot take uh, caffeine who is not permitted to have their caffeine intake so these are all beneficial advices being given to us by our own expert uh, Yusuf here on Marcus Sahaba. Yusuf uh, that uh, you know uh, uh, many of us we are addicted to cold uh, drinks or to cold stuff 
at the time of iftar, which is detrimental. What would uh, an alternative like soup be? You know, a soup varies across different uh, ethnicities, cultures, etc. If a person has to break his fast with a small bowl of, uh, say for example, vegetable soup, that there's absolutely no protein in, in the form of meat, just pure veget- vegetable or barley soup or something like that, uh, to replenish some of the missing uh, vitamins and nutrients that the body requires. What's your thought on that? Well, subhanAllah, Mufti, looking at uh, soup, that is a highlight of my Ramadan. That is something that I look forward to for each and every day because it has the right amount of water, it has the right amount of uh, vegetables, and uh, as you mentioned, vegetable uh, soup, I recommend highly. It is the top uh, uh, of number. If you look at uh, uh, the top 10, it will be number one. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> uh, then you look at uh, the various others people do look at, making it a bit easier, uh, having chicken and mushroom, chicken broth. Uh, my favorites. All, that's, uh, that's my favorites. Yes. We're talking. So, yes, so, yeah, I so, so I'll be excluded from there. So this is for the rest of the listeners. So I'll just pretend I didn't hear that. MashaAllah, <laughs> <laughs> Mufti. SubhanAllah. Uh, Mufti, let me put it like this. So is, uh, uh, I would say, is a must. Uh, especially for us in South Africa, uh, because it has the water that we're looking for, because we're looking for water after uh, a day of... Um, like, uh, we we now going into summer, and for the next few years, it's going to be summer. And in 2030, we're going to have two uh, Ramadans, uh, I mean, in one year, subhanAllah. In one so calendar year. At, and both those times, it's going to be in the heat of summer. So we're looking at the situation where um, uh, our body needs water. Our body needs water to survive. And having water with uh, um, uh, vegetables and having that uh, um, benefit, uh, which is the fibers that your body needs. You see, uh, 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 Mufti, people don't realize how important fiber is. People throw most, most of the time throw their fibers away and just use the juices because they make the um, uh, put their uh, uh, fruit into the juice extractor and then they get the juices and throw all that fibers that was collected they throw it away say, ah, now I'm getting just the juice you must understand that uh, you are uh, taking concentrated juice Whoa. that can also be detrimental to your health because it's too high in antioxidants so it can be something that is extremely bad for the body the fiber is more essential than in that juice because our body needs fiber for roughage. Our body needs that in our bowel movement. So to have good bowel movement, we need to have enough fiber. So therefore, we need to look at that. That is another point we look at when you look at the soup. Having the fiber in the soup, that is excellent because you have your carrots, you have your, um, uh, 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 your, your from your spinach. Uh, uh, I know my mom, she loves putting spinach in hers and uh, 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 chicken, I mean, uh, vegetable soup is like awesome, literally to die for. I don't take anybody else's to, uh, 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 vegetable soup. Alhamdulillah, she still makes it uh, really awesome. Um, uh, but looking at the other fibers that we look at in our food, fiber is very important because our body needs that in order to process, not only process and uh, uh, to uh, extract various uh, processing um, nutrients that the body needs in the process of uh, 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 digestion, but it's also necessary for, as I mentioned, bowel is necessary for um, uh, uh, extracting the, the, the right minerals, the nutrients, the ions that is necessary. Uh, a fiber allows that because when it juice it, it just flows right through the system and it goes straight um, uh, through straight to the uh, uh, to the bladder and literally goes out. It, uh, you have a body didn't have time to process and extract what is necessary and it as i said it is too highly concentrated so therefore it's very important that we have uh, soup uh, uh, that is more important than uh, your many of your juices the, that we have the fruit juices or even the uh, smoothies that we have i'm not saying smoothies isn't good <laughs> i you have smoothies uh, it uh, in ramadan it's beautiful alhamdulillah it's quenching make sure it is um what's the name uh, uh, all uh, natural uh, natural uh, and don't throw so many preservatives you have people that uh, that literally have one apple or a banana in their smoothie and a whole lot of colorants and a whole lot of preservatives. Then they say, ah, oh, can you see how nice it tastes? You don't taste the fruit. 
I said, but that's the whole idea of the smoothie. You're supposed to taste the nature. You're supposed to taste uh, the quality of, of nature. You At the moment, you're just tasting all GMO, nothing else. So, But that is what's happening at the moment. That's why I highly recommend when we do make smoothies, make sure it is all fresh, all organic. And uh, there is so many different uh, uh, fruit and vegetables that you can put in from your strawberries and your kiwis and your, uh, um, your banana. Make a lovely uh, a smoothie for, for the end of the day, something the, the children can quench on. Um, so you can have a, either a smoothie or soup. I, for myself, I take soup over smoothie any time of the day. Uh, definitely, definitely. I, I'm the opposite, you know, I love both. And a soup is in a quiet taste. And some people actually think that soup is a sick people's food, which is not the case. Uh, soup can be nutritious. I love uh, people. I love my uh, chicken and corn soup with a dash of cracked pepper right on top of that and some chili perhaps added to that. And that makes for a lovely dish. But uh, you've also spoken about uh, fruits and we are in summer still. Uh, here in South Africa, we're still enjoying summer season. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us a plenty and abundance of uh, different types of fruits. Uh, fruits like uh, watermelon, sweet melon are still around, mangoes, etc. That there's high water c- concentration that the body actually requires uh, during uh, these uh, times when uh, the temperatures are escalating. Uh, and then we'll be fasting. Also, you've also mentioned now that we'll soon have, I remember 30 years ago, we had two Ramadans in uh, one year, one Islamic calendar year. And of course, we're heading back to that time. You know, in uh, Ramadan will become uh, uh, earlier every year. So your fasting hours become longer as well. You should uh, uh, one hour added to that pair uh, for iftar or one and a half hours, etc., like that. So uh, that means uh, the, you need to balance uh, your, your your suhoor in the morning, waking up. And that is one aspect I want to touch on. You know, that uh, some people actually miss. Uh, the suhoor in the morning, the morning meal, the pre-dawn meal, which Rasulullah Sallallahu has actually recommended, saying that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala and His angels sends blessings ala uh, musahirin, you know, upon those people who take uh, suhoor in the morning, who wake up in the morning to eat. So that is purely from a spiritual dimension. But when you look at it from a physical uh, dimension that you need to start your metabolism in the morning. That's why breakfast is called breakfast because you're breaking fast. So if you got to go to bed at night after Isha and then wake up uh, after Fajr every morning and start your fast like that, then of course it will have uh, the consequences on your body. It will be detrimental because uh, there's no uh, nutrients in your body and uh, you'll be taking from your reserve uh, stocks in your body uh, you lose weight yes but uh, it will put a strain on your organs so how important is that uh, use of that uh, morning meal and what recommendations do you have for people in the morning i know people that can eat biryani in the morning i was shocked uh, you know the dead time of the morning 3 a.m for him biryani all leftover foods they will eat they will chow it completely and yeah uh, you think that uh, they're on the brink of starvation uh, you know that the world is facing a crisis so they will be it and then you'll find people <laughs> that will just have a cup of tea in the morning or some some uh, biscuits etc salty cracks or whatever they prefer uh, some will have porridge in the morning so what would be considered a balanced uh, type of uh, of suhoor uh, or pre-dawn meal in the morning so our listeners can benefit from this including me g I mean, subhanAllah, shukran mufti. Yes, we're all guilty of a little bit of indulgence. Yes, uh, there is times when uh, you are with your children and your children get you and say, uh, uh, Dad, there's still a biryani left. Um, you see, oh, the biryani was so good last, last yeah. night. Let's kill everything. And uh, you, we are guilty of that. Uh, you, uh, it's not to say that we're all just good and just follow and stick to, uh, stick to the rules. Uh, alhamdulillah, we are human. We do sin. And we sin in different ways. So when we look at uh, uh, the, the type of foods that is very good that I do recommend my wife and my family, uh, which is extremely good for the body, uh, is uh, you start the day and end the day with dates, right? Uh, but making date and making a date um, uh, smoothie, 
literally that is extremely healthy for the morning uh, and i will have a smoothie in the morning and have a, a soup uh, uh, in the evening why the difference well subhanallah um because my body is still waking up and so it's very important that uh, uh, my system have a good uh, movement so i would recommend a smoothie in the morning and take it uh, uh, because it's all uh, all organic all natural so all fresh uh, fruit that you are using so that is always good before a meal so you just uh, came out of a slumber and came out as you mentioned you are a brick fast you're breaking after the fast of sleeping so you having a smoothie is very very beneficial because our body needs all that uh, nutrients and nutrition uh, coming from there uh, so first thing smoothie uh, maybe with some date in it beautiful ajwa date smoothie um i can actually go into detail how people must make it wow it's really yeah. nice then um besides that then you're looking at uh, other uh, if you don't want that maybe angel fruit in the morning where you have the different cut up various different type of uh, with some yogurt um it must be plain yogurt I don't recommend uh, the uh, the sugary yogurts like the uh, strawberry and all plain yogurt the best uh, don't recommend greek yogurt either too much fat um so plain yogurt very good with uh, um having it with your uh, fruit uh, uh, and uh, uh, certain type of vegetables with it uh, very very good um the, you can have that in the morning because that is all preparation for the day you see uh fruit and vegetables is necessary for the body sustenance and helps with the bowel movement helps with the uh, uh, body regulation uh, temperature right up to uh, metabolism it, it 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 purifies your system through the day so you are being uh, so when you or your body uh, you starving your body of uh, food you are giving the body the right type of foods for the day and preparing it to be using that food in order to cleanse yourself so subhanallah automatically your body starts healing from the various ailments and diseases if you follow that method and way and you do that uh, um for the full 30 days by the come to the end of ramadan uh, you say but I want to carry on because I feel more healthier now than I ever did. So that's that is the blessing of eating correctly in the morning because the morning is the most important meal. A lot of people as you mentioned just have a tea and biscuits. Some people even skip it because they say ah breakfast isn't such a important meal. I have uh, a heavy lunch. And now what happens now in Ramadan? Now I have a heavy a heavy supper. but then that's also wrong because we mustn't eat heavy uh, at night because you need to now your body needs to recover from the day so now having too much food at night uh, will cause bloatedness and cause a, a various different kind of uh, other ailments because we're having it too late because we're looking at the time of the day because it's in summer we it's late that we are eating uh, so it's best to eat less at night more in the morning so um then people say but then i have my biryani in the morning if it's very much heavy well too much starch is not good even the, the plate and the design of food how we eat it oh. is very important because like for example when you have fiber first before your starch automatically you uh, your body is not uh, consuming starch and then going flushing into your system and then uh, using the fiber juices and uh, uh, elevating your sugar when you actually use fiber first you will actually uh, create the roughage system for your body and prepare the the lining your um your stomach lining uh, your biodome uh, so that biodome that you have inside your system automatically accepts all the food much more better and up to your starches now it brings down your sugar so your sugar uh, content uh, uh, depends on the method and way you are eating so even if you're eating the same food but you're eating incorrectly because you're eating all the rice first you must have first all the fiber first your lettuce your star uh, your your um uh, your proteins all those your carbs all that before you eat your starch when you ha- do it that way subhanallah you can regulate your sugar and the way your body is uh, accepting sugar may Allah make it easy for all of us inshallah beautiful beautiful you know that you've mentioned uh, fiber many many times now 
And uh, I, I just listened to you. And as you speak about fiber, the importance of fiber, and uh, starting off with fiber, that is found exactly in the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam because dates contains a lot of fiber. And that is what Rasulullah opted to break his fast with. So he started, he showed us the sunnah method is to put fiber in your body first. And dates also uh, contains protein and dates also have enough uh, natural sugars in it uh, to take us out of the uh, lethargicness and uh, to make us feel good again because the body was deprived of sugar while being in a state of uh, fasting. So there, uh, Rasulullah taught us how to break our fast. But uh, what we do different from from uh, from uh, the the beloved Prophet Sallallahu and the Sahaba is uh, they only broke their fast and then they would go and read their salah. So they would take either a sip of water in the absence of dates, or if there was dates, they'll take dates and a sip of water, and then they will go and read their Maghrib salah. So that will process and digest in the system. By the time uh, Maghrib Salah is completed, and uh, then they would uh, uh, sometimes uh, opt to eat, or they will eat after Tarawih, not like we have a set program. But we on the other end, uh, Yusuf, uh, we'll spend 10 minutes uh, at the table before reading Maghrib. So during that 10 minutes, we'll be betting left, right, and center. So we'll start with Samusa and bhajias and uh, then we'll drink some uh, milk also and some faluda and then we'll go to the fruit platter we'll have an array and assortment of things you know uh, for 10 minutes or so we'll just put all those foods into our system and then after maghrib main course still needs to be served so that alone is how much calories we're putting on uh, the, at the time of iftar and then also we still have to eat the main meal and then sometimes like you said now we'll delay it for as late as possible and that is detrimental to the health also so don't you think that is best then uh, to stick within the framework of the sunnah just use that and i saw this at various masajid in during my travels in uh, johannesburg in durban inside the masjid nowadays they only promote dates and water on the on the dastar khana and then after Maghrib Salah, they'll go to their homes or they'll share whatever they brought along. Don't you think that would be the better system for people, uh, even those with comorbidities, so they can get the, the, the right amount of fiber as a start to their eating plan uh, post-iftar in the evening G? Most definitely, Mufti. You are correct, highly correct. Um, but you see, the the the, the, the thing, uh, when it comes to diabetics, right? Um, dates is not uh, recommended highly for di- uh, for for diabetics. But you must understand, there is more than one type. Yes. And that's the one that will actually be the blessing that we're looking for. So we have that, a rooftop date with zamzam or have it with your water. Alhamdulillah, that is a preparation for what's to come. So Alhamdulillah, if we follow that technique and way, yes, most definitely you're 100% correct. But if we're taking the majul or the ajwa, which is high in sugar, um, uh, it will spike uh, the diabetic. So I don't recommend the, the, the nicer tasting date or the sugary date over the, the more uh, plain or bitter date, which is the rutab. Uh, and the rutab is a fresh date, you know, it's lovely. Uh, you don't find it always uh, in, in Durban you'll find it and some places also you'll find root up dates but people sometimes opt for the more expensive uh, dates and uh, yes being a diabetic myself i can relate you know sometimes i eat away at ajwa and i don't care about tomorrow and then later on my sugar would spike and uh, sometimes when we eat uh, sukkari or any of these other type of dates available uh, then it has an opposite effect and also the fiber content you can feel the difference as a muslim in your body uh, i want to mention something you've mentioned earlier about smoothies so you've mentioned yogurt you spoke about greek yogurt etc so i recall that on one particular program one day we were discussing that how to reduce uh, um, dehydration during the month of ramadan and uh, one of the advisors that was profit was to uh, to, to increase your intake for those who can, who's not suffering from high cholesterol, etc., and uh, who's not, uh, you know, lactose intolerant, that for them uh, suitable would be to increase the yogurt content in the morning instead of increasing uh, the liquid content uh, of of uh, their diet in the pre-dawn meal, meaning an extra cup of tea or juice or coffee, etc., and I'd rather eat uh, more yogurt because it will keep you hydrated for long. What's your thoughts on on, on that? 
Most definitely, uh, Mufti. The thing is, uh, I love my yogurt um, uh, with food. Uh, I mean, uh, with, uh, what's the name, uh, uh, with fruit and vegetables. And uh, you see, uh, we, we don't realize how good is mushroom. Mushroom is a very good, um, uh, uh, how can I say, uh, a natural organic uh, antibacterial fighter. Um, uh, it is recommended uh, in Chinese medicine, especially especially for those suffering from cancer, uh, to have oh. uh, mushroom. And not just any mushroom. You get variety of healthy mushrooms. You get the shiitake, you get the ganoderma, you get the, the ginseng, you get the turkey tail, the lion's mane. Now you add that into your um, into your mushroom. Subhanallah. You, you're taking a, 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 a biotic that will, and a probiotic that will create a lining in your tummy that will fight infection. So you must understand our body is designed to extract everything that we process and digest. So mm. whatever we're digesting, it's processed. Now, when it extract, extracts it, it actually damages the lining. Now, what the, um, the yogurt does, it, uh, uh, it creates that bacteria, uh, uh, barrier, a bacterial barrier to prevent uh, further damage to the lining. Now, uh, that's why you would see a lot of people suffering from acid reflux or suffering from uh, um, uh, heartburn, uh, that yogurt is extremely, uh, very good for them. But now having yogurt with mushroom, like for example, with uh, either lion's mane or with uh, um, uh, Ganoderma, two of the ones that actually helps with acid reflux, helps with uh, acidity. So if we're suffering from that in the month of Ramadan, uh, we, uh, because we, ha uh, we didn't eat sufficiently or we ate over eight, uh, that we have now uh, acid reflux, uh, having a yogurt, with uh, with mushroom, extremely extremely good. Um, I do recommend yogurt with uh, uh, the full yogurt, which is the angel fruit, which is having your um, from uh, uh, your as you mentioned earlier from your pawpaw, your sweet melon, um, the kiwi, the banana, the apple, um, uh, the uh, uh, some grapes in it. Subhanallah, it is extremely good quenching. Um, plus, you have the yogurt that lines the tummy. When you have that in the morning and in the evening, literally you have to uh, 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 set your meal for the day. You don't have to worry any, anywhere further. So I do recommend taking yogurt with some fibers, and that is the, the fruit and the, uh, the mushrooms and the vegetables. You, I do recommend the berries as well. Uh, don't get me wrong. Uh, I, I love my berries. Berries mm. is very good. Elderberry, um, goji berry. Um, these are all uh, berries that will help you in the month of Ramadan. You, you must uh, understand there are certain fruits that helps with uh, um, uh, as people who are suffering from hunger pains or have a problem in the month of Ramadan, they feel hungry or dehydrated. So if they take chia seeds uh, with uh, goji berries, uh, these are two ingredients that have been used uh, for uh, throughout the centuries in Latin America and in the Middle East uh, by soldiers to give them extra uh, strength so that they can fight the two-year war, or five-year war, or hundred-year war, where they only had that as a staple diet, and literally they had the energy. So having that with your pomegranate, excellent. So now you're making it interesting. Now you're making the dish something really powerful, and that can really be a benefit for your entire day by just adding chia seed, uh, goji berry, pomegranate to that uh, uh, angel fruit. Excellent. Uh, Mufti? Yes, you know, mushroom food, uh, growing up in Cape Town, and you will know that we were always taught it's the, the devil's food, uh, you know, but that is just a misconception on the tongues of the people, and we know mushrooms are good. Uh, some of it is expensive, some of it you'll find in shops uh, that only sells organic uh, uh, fruit and vegetables. Uh, we are used to eating brown mushrooms and white mushrooms, the button ones only because uh, some of the other delicacies, uh, you know, you don't find it as often. But uh, living healthy is also living expensive, uh, Yusuf. Uh, many of the things that we've discussed tonight, if people just make a little bit of sacrifice and spend less on clothing, less on other essentials, and rather enhance their diet and focus on a more concentrated diet of uh, good things, things that are meant mentioned in the Sunnah, and not only mentioned in the Sunnah, but they actually adopted by eating as Rasulullah ate, and uh, the portion size also, that is something that you need to touch on, you know, you spoke earlier about the, the size of the plate, so uh, sometimes we'll take a big 
plate and then our eyes will tell us that we have to fill the entire plate but if we take a smaller plate then of course uh, we, we will only fill it to the size of uh, that particular plate. So that type of deception also exists and uh, that creates that gluttony inside a person, uh, Yusuf, that uh, we have to look at the type of utensils we use during the month of Ramadan. G. Yes, subhanAllah, you're so correct, uh, uh, Mufti. When you look at uh, the situation, our stomach is only as big as our eyes. So it's our eyes that actually filling up our tummy already. <laughs> so just by looking at the food, we already made our tummy bigger and saying, okay, I can finish it. Oh, biryani, I'll finish the whole pot. You can give me the whole deck. I'll finish it because I've been a fasting all day. So it is what you see. Uh, and we must also realize that we are what we eat. So yes. if we're eating all incorrect food, uh, definitely it will be a negativity for our system, negativity for us, and we will become uh, so much more sicker than what we are. So the, uh, uh, very important is our diet. Uh, as you mentioned, portion. Portion will give us uh, uh, more uh, 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 regulation that we need. Our body needs to be regulated on what it eats and how it eats. That's very important. Now, uh, that is part of what I promote and advocate because with my treatment that I make the four or four, uh, four patients with diabetes and patients with various ailments and comorbidities, that is what I recommend. First day today in the morning, you start off with my treatment, which is fiber-based. It's a fiber diet uh, treatment. You start off in the morning and you break your fast with it because that uh, that helps you with your entire day. So if you're not eating correctly by having the correct foods, you are eating something that has that benefit. Like you mentioned, the mushrooms are expensive. So if you look at the ingredients of my treatment, it's, it's a concentration of all that. Mm. It's a, that's why I call my treatment a halal and healthy treatment. So if you look at how it's designed, it's designed in a way to focus on first on the Islamic medicine and the Tibbet Nabawi. And that is important. You know, we, 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 uh, we look at, uh, we're just using a date and that is good. Alhamdulillah, I'm following the, the footsteps of the Nabi because I'm taking a date. Or I take a glass uh, or a, um, a small cup of uh, Zamzam. Alhamdulillah, I follow the footsteps of the Nabi. The Nabi Islam's footstep was far and wide. Mm. It concentrates on from Greek uh, that we would hear in various hadith that mentioned with Nabi Sallallahu would say, pour me some of that. And um, because it is very, extremely good and healthy for those people who have flatulence, people who have problem uh, in the month of Ramadan, having a, a, a coping and eating, and how you're eating. These are ingredients that uh, it's literally oblivious to us because we only know choco tea. We only know the, what's the name, our normal teas. We don't, we don't know about what is healthy for our system. So that's why it's very important that we must educate ourselves up on uh, the essential foods of Tibbet Nabawi. Look at what does the pomegranate do. Look at what does the um, uh, the dead do to our body. What does the olive do to our body? Once we start understanding that and saying, Subhanallah, how often must I have this? Uh, uh, is it good to have it every day? Is it uh, how, how much must I have it? How much portions should I have of it? And that is also the, the, the design of a treatment. And that's what I did with my 20-year study on exactly what is necessary that our body needs to survive and our body needs to flush out all this toxicity and dirt and muck. What can we do? And subhanAllah, with, uh, uh, I'm busy with cancer patients, uh, stage 4 yeah. cancer patients. I'm busy with patients with kidney failure. Yeah. I'm busy with patients there is no hopes the doctor says, sorry, we can't help you. Uh, you have to go home. And yeah. literally see them getting better following the protocols because it's understanding the portions like you mentioned portions yes. it's not just saying i took the whole, uh, whole cup today and i feel so much good today and uh, uh, for the next uh, few days and then uh, it all dies away because you had too much and too much uh, left your body through bowel movement so it's important portion 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 like you mentioned so looking at uh, the portionality of food uh, the type of food uh, starch, I'm not saying people must run away from the, uh, the rice. I love my rice. Yeah. It must be, uh, 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 I love my fluffy rice. I love my basmati rice. It's nice. I enjoy it. Uh, alhamdulillah. So I don't, I'm not the person who said uh, you must stay away from the food. But I would say is have it with some fiber. Or have fiber before your starches. So have before you start your meal, your biryani or whatever you're going to have, first have some fiber, uh, uh, have some fruit, have some vegetables, 
before that, and then you have your meal. Alhamdulillah, your body is ready to accept the starches, inshallah. He, uh, but Yusuf, you know, if Jazakullah uh, khairan so much. So if you look at the Rasulullah, that uh, they only use uh, food as a fuel intake, as a fuel in order to perform ibadah during the night of Ramadan. And that is what Ramadan is all about to have that uh, sufficient nutrition and no excess, uh, just so that you can be up and awake and uh, keep the nights alive. So that was uh, the, during the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. When we overindulge, when we overeat, uh, you know, then we become lethargic. Uh, our appetite uh, is disturbed, and also our physical ability to complete salatul uh, tarawih, to stand up for salatul tarawih. All these things get affected uh, because of the portion size that we eat and the types of food uh, that we also consume during the month of Ramadan. So I concur with you 100% that we need to have a holistic approach uh, so that we can uh, maximize uh, our ibadah during the month of Ramadan first and foremost and also uh, feel good about ourselves, you know, that you want to see after Ramadan that you've dropped a few, uh, uh, you, you, you actually lost a few uh, kilos and a few centimeters as well, Yusuf. Amen, amen, inshallah. Um, uh, that's it, uh, the, the real reason why we're fasting, but alhamdulillah, that's a benefit. And alhamdulillah, <laughs> we say shukr for Allah, because uh, at the end of the day, although the harmony, they can like force a pharaoh of a Alhamdulillah. So it is very important how we look at um, the, the month of Ramadan. Uh, we must also realize that um, uh, it's, uh, it's been designed in such a way that it's one month out of 12 months. It's one month that Allah designs that, look here, I want you to get rid of all the negativity, all the uh, holistically, get rid of all the negativity. So the other 11 months that we are eating incorrectly and doing wrong, we must learn from that, the 12th month. Um, but now if I'm only looking at one month that I'm going to detox and cleanse, then I'm doing all the wrong, the 11 months. SubhanAllah, did I learn from that one month? No, that is what we need to realize, that this month is a month that is an example that we need to fulfill and follow. And once we start realizing that, we start looking leaner and cleaner and better because we've uh, we fulfilled that and we've done that for the, the entire year, not just for one month. Now, Mufti, the other thing is also uh, uh, on the point of the one month. Mm. You see, our body has been designed at a certain time after when we go sleep, from 12 o'clock till 6 o'clock. Every organ in our body has a time to detox and cleanse itself every day mm. now when it comes to the month of ramadan it doesn't can't fulfill that so what happens is that our body system goes in disarray where its maintenance has been set aside uh, now what is so unique about this month is because it's a month of fasting so you're not overindulging you're not doing too much negativity so automatically there's not so much cleansing necessary so having a, only a five minute or ten minute detox uh, uh, the, the kidney the liver the heart the pancreas the, the heart each one detoxing at that uh, uh, in the time frame of maybe two or three hours because it didn't need a heavy cleanse because of our normal everyday heavy diet that we have so therefore it's a blessing in so many different ways okay so much uh, yusuf and uh, to you our listeners right here on marco sahaba that uh, so much beneficial information and uh, suggestions and uh, and recommendations made by our expert uh, Yusuf. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a naturalist, herbalist uh, and practices holistic treatment. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put khair and barakah in his uh, business, in his profession and uh, that uh, we will have him definitely again on the show in uh, the very, very near future as he'll be sharing more tips with us on uh, on our journey uh, towards a more holistic life. Yusuf, that uh, we sincerely thank you for taking out some time tonight and uh, giving this beneficial information over to our listeners until we meet again uh, inshallah we say Jazakallah khairan to you Jazakallah Mufti shukran for the opportunity shukran for thinking of me my love and my salams to each and everyone to the listeners of Marcus Sahaba may you have a beautiful Ramadan may you have a beautiful excellent Ramadan may be filled with the khair and barakah inshallah and may you come out of the Ramadan better leaner better cleaner and a better detox person that you were spiritually and negatively 
all uh, cleansed from your system. May you take the next 11 uh, months with positivity and with khayr and barakah, inshallah. Amin. Jazakallah, Mufti. May you have a beautiful evening further, inshallah, until we chat again soon. For myself, Yusuf Mali, ma'as-salama. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. That was Yusuf Bali right here on Marcus Haba, voice of the Ahlu Sunnah. Jazakumullah khairan.